It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, where we are continuing to discuss the musical theater disaster masterpiece that is Smash. My name is Colin Drucker, and I have a pretty good sense of what I bring to the party. And my name is Nick Achanov, and I was also arrested for smoking pot in Central Park. Oh, God, with your vaporizer? <laughs> that was You stole my line, too, because I love that. And I know what I bring to the party. It sounds like a Housewives tagline. Right, right. I have a, you know, I have a pretty good sense of what I bring to the party. Yes. Always RSVP. Yeah, it's, yes. it's got that kind of yes. ring to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is really, you know, Ivy is, uh, she is blooming into her, you know, full diva. No, maybe not full diva, but, you know, she's getting three there quarters. this week. Yeah. yeah. She's a three quarters diva. She's cheating out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are on episode five of Smash. Yes, this episode is called Let's Be Bad, which is actually one of the songs in the Maryland musical. And I honestly, one of the best sort of like produced songs that we've seen, like when they really get into, you know, the fantasy world where they're all in costume and stuff. I was Mm -hmm. I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll get into it. But one of my big takeaways, especially from that scene, was like, okay, so Tom is a in the world of Smash. Tom is a great songwriter and Julia is a terrible book writer. (laughs) I mean, I've sort of been hinting at it like through these episodes too that like the book is never done the julia is still working on the book but like what is she doing like that right. is her one job and then the dialogue that happens in that song is so bad and so broad that i was like this feels like diana the musical this feels like oh, you know diana. i know you do i know you I do i know you do. i know you do <laughs> i know you gotta get that on the soundboard i know you do yes yes uh but it was that was my my big takeaway was like Oh, I may not think Tom's hot, but I definitely think he's a good songwriter. I know it's Mark Shaman, but I'm just in the fantasy world of Smash. Yeah, I found that there were some clever lyrics in that song, too. So I hope you appreciated that as well. But I, I'm excited for this episode. Shall we Shall we get into this? Yeah, just to get everybody up to speed, we're at a scarf count of 14. Uh, so I, I can't you know I really I think the first episode might be the most that we've had in one episode but still 14 scarves uh in four episodes is not too shabby I love that and only five drinks which I feel I, I there has to be an episode coming up I remember it it was insane how many drinks are thrown and I they were really leaning in so I'm holding out for that episode no drinks this episode unfortunately no. We're given Eileen is given reasons to throw drinks in Jerry's face, but we haven't seen the drink thrown yet. Yes. 
Well, speaking of Eileen, that's where we start off this episode. We are in her office. It's very Miranda Priestly here. Like, um, she's uh-huh. talking to her assistant. She's like, you know, I still haven't seen those pages from Julia. And she, like, says, like, oh, we're going to have to call someone, some, you know. A Move Amelia to two. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Scott, her assistant, reveals that uh, he works for Jerry now. He, and he's on, like, the West Side Highway or something. Okay. I don't know where he is. I can tell you because this is, like, a, oh, a, a strange yeah. detail that I was like, so what is the narrative here? Uh, Scott is driving in a new Porsche thanks to his new boss, Jerry. And he go. is driving into Queens. He's going through Long Island City. I feel like they oh were filming at Silver Cup Studios, and then they, they shot this on, like, the ramp outside the studio. But he is driving into Queens. He's going to Astoria. <sighs> that is so wild. Why couldn't they have him, like, buying, like, a Birkin or something like that? Like, some, like, fancy bag. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it. there's no reason. I feel like that's stressful to film a highway scene, too. Right. And, like, why is, like, why is Scott going to Queens? Like, I, I live in Queens. I'm not, no, no shade, but, like, it would make way more sense for him to be driving up the West Side Highway. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe Jerry really likes a Greek place in Queens or something right, like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I like that seafood place on Dip Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to Bob's Diner. They have the best food. Yeah. Or Bo- Bo- Mike's. Bob's. I got to go to Mike's. Mike's Diner. That's right. Yeah. Bob's. <laughs> there was an episode of Squirrel Friends where you and Amanda were talking about Mike's. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've actually ever had Mike's Diner. Oh, it's great. It was, we, I mean, I feel like we went a good amount of times. Amanda and Brad used to call it Dykes Minor as opposed oh, to uh, Mike's Diner, which good. is, you know, inside jokes. <laughs> but um, yeah. but I love it there. Yeah. It is. I, I would, I would totally make a trip there. If I were to go to Mike's, what would you recommend? Um, I would recommend going there for breakfast. I remember, okay. I don't remember specifically, and it's not that they don't have, I mean, any time of day is great, you know, like sort of drunken on the way back home to your apartment sort of food, or if you're going out after the, the bar. But, you know, that that was many moons ago when we were when we were young lads. Yeah, who does that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd say breakfast is always a, a slam dunk for any diner. Oh, yeah. All right. French toast. So good. So, yeah. So Scott is um, Eileen has lost Scott to Jerry. Another shysty move. So, oh, my goodness. So we're in the rehearsal room. Uh, You know, Jessica is stretching. Sam, who is Leslie Odom Jr. I, I, I really tried to hone in on this. I was wanting to know if he was reading a Sports Illustrated magazine because I just feel like with the way that they're writing him so terribly, that he's the sports gay guy that like he probably was in my I'm, mind. I'm quite sure that was a Sports Illustrated. That was how yes. I read that. Yes, uh, and I was like, whoa, yeah. So, uh, which you know, and and they're already obviously like you know, I'm not just a hat rack. I'm not. I, I can tell what they're hinting at between <laughs> Sam and Tom. Yes. Uh, and so my memory did serve me correct, but you don't have to confirm it yet. But it's like, oh, I think oil and water are gonna mix soon. <laughs> Yes. And I mean, yeah, uh, that's all I'll say for now. Yeah, it's fine. So Derek, who is insufferable in this entire episode, I wanted to I I was like calling him out to the TV like he this would. (sighs) Okay, so he takes he says, Karen, can I borrow you for a minute? And it's something about the bridge and let's be bad. And he, you know, he he breaks out his choreographer hat for a second too, even though he never does any choreography. He just throws her around, and he's like, "God, just relax." He's like, "What oh, are you afraid yeah. of?" I was like, "You just." 
She doesn't even know what she's doing yet. He is so awful this episode. He really, it's just, yeah, he, he's just like, oh, you know, you're, you're, you know, afraid of anything below the neck, you know? Like, it's just, I mean, which is not true. She climbed into his lap in his dress shirt with her boyfriend dripping out of her in episode one. She is not dead below the neck. Yeah. And also, I feel like, I don't, I'm not like a trained dancer by any means, but like for partners, like for partnering, like the success of the twirling is just as much of a responsibility of the twirler, if that makes sense. Like you Mm -hmm. have to like ground yourself and I don't know, but like, what does he say at the end? He's like, you're afraid of you or something like that. It's something so stupid. Like the end of that scene. I'm just like, oh God. Oh brother. They just want her to seem so much mousier than she is still. Yeah. So Julia is walking in. Frank is still, like, out of town on some, like, what is he doing? Like, he's out getting a certification for teaching or something. Yeah, he's doing, like, you know, biology teacher training in Santa Fe. Yes. Hopefully Uh, he's cheating on her, too. (laughs) You know, at the very least, you know, or or at the, you know, I don't know what he's doing. You know, just finally getting a chance to J.O. in peace. But uh, (laughs) it's worth mentioning that, Julia, there is no scarf in this, but indeed a big chunky sweater so it really is like i can't keep count of alternate chunky sweater but it's just like a comfort of like well at least there's a sweater that's right so eileen is badgering tom about the completed script for a workshop that is only 13 days away i feel that is like crazy that it's not done oh that's like and when she like she's like oh well i'm just you know wondering because she says later to Derek, she's like, oh, well, I tried. Like, no, she doesn't seem very eager or very, you know, in much uh, much of a rush to get a real update on this thing that she's investing $200,000 into. Yeah, there's that, too. I, I mean, I guess 13 days is still 13 days. But, like, if I was an actor in that show, I'd be, like, sweating that there's, you know, there are lines mm-hmm. written that I have yet to memorize. It's, I guess it's like that in a workshop world, too, where you're just kind of, you know, building the ship as you fly it. But um, the ship, the plane. (laughs) I think either Um, one. Yeah. There we go. In the world of Smash. So enter Michael Swift, who asks Julia if she has some extra time after rehearsal to talk about the new Marilyn DiMaggio scene. And, you know, this is a recipe for disaster. Julia's phone rings and kind of cuts them off. Um not really I have to yeah, I have to mention it. though that like uh, the incredibly heavy-handed writing of every time Julia has to say, "Oh, the connection is so bad. Oh, our connection is just not good. We don't have a strong connection." Like every yes. time she's on the phone with Frank, and it's like, "Wow, it's almost as if you don't have a strong connection in your relationship." Put it in the book, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, oh yes. my God, it's so heavy-handed. I know. Um, Tom asks Julia what she's up to tonight, and he has a date with John. But he can cancel, Colin, you know. It's just John. It's just gorgeous John. Now, he uh, – I I would never date Tom ever, uh, mostly because they haircut. But I have to agree, at least with him, when he says – when he talks about John, he said, he's a lawyer. I'm not going to end up with a lawyer. And I I have, like, three – I think there's, like – two or three things that like oh i'm never gonna end up with a that i'm like sure and and never say never but i feel pretty clear but i have to agree no offense to any lawyers listening i do not want to end up with a lawyer i do not want to end up with an actor and uh 
I already dated a teacher once and it was like, enough, you're not saving the world, but maybe that was an individual case. So I'm leaving the door open for teachers, but I had a bad experience with one. Sure. Or maybe even like a doctor. I'm just thinking of things that would like take away from like our time together, even though I like my solitude, you know, but I, I still, I don't know if I have a short list. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you don't need one now. I don't. You know? Throw the I mean, list good, out the window. Yeah. Uh, graphic designer is not on that list, so that's good. Yeah. Right? Keon does he, say wow a lot, though. So, you know. Oh, uh, that that's the that. other thing that he says about, yeah, and he says wow a lot. And I thought, oh, I worried. Do I say wow a lot? That's what I started to have. I was <laughs> wow. like, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. It kind of made me laugh, though. It was like such a human. Right. Like, as opposed to like, and he watches Jag or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's so harmless, but yes. but it's one of those things we just talked about on the Broad City episode. We're like, yeah, yeah but like a year in, we'd be like, if you say wow one more time, I'll give you something to be wowed by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of wow, Ivy walks in and she sees Derek and Karen and her eyes like bulge out of her head. It's immediate. And it's, it felt like Carrie, you know, like. At oh, the end, yeah. Yeah. Like, knives just fly into like Karen's arms and like, right down. <laughs> Oh, my God. And she's just in, like, a religious pose in a doorway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, she's like, am I late? And she's pissed. And she's in her head already. That's, like, one of the many things that – who knows if Derek did this intentionally? Like, why would he choose to do that? But it set Ivy off. But um, they they start running Let's Be Bad from the top. And then it kind of cuts out. I thought there was going to be more to that. But no. Yeah, no, we, I think, is this where we cut to the date with John at, uh, yes. this restaurant is now closed, but I remember this restaurant on 8th Avenue, it was called, uh, I can't pronounce it, uh, it's spelled P-I-G-A-L-L-E, so I got the pig part down, but the rest oh. of it's all Greek to me, Pigalle, Pigalle, it's like an Italian place, but yeah, I, Pigal. that was on like 45th and 8th or something oh, like nice. that, yeah, so, um, so, yes, and as I mentioned on our, our Broad City episode, I was likely living in Hell's Kitchen when they were filming these scenes. I could I have been that. in the window. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, watch, I, like seeing you walk by. Ugh. Right? Like, what if, yeah, like, what if there I was just, like, doing the walk of shame or, you know, <laughs> storming home from work, yes. you know? Holding your high heels in your hand just walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, I mean, really, this date, like, I will say, John is admittedly kind of boring, or we are led to believe that he is boring, but as we said in last week's episode, that Tom is, like, really not giving him a chance at all. Like, you can, and I feel like he says, maybe in this episode as well, too, that he's nervous, or, you know, like, I feel like they're still getting to know each other. I mean, I think, like, I don't know if we're supposed to see this for what it is, but Tom is the bad date. Like, John is sharing, and he's being open, and, like, his life is his life, you know what I mean? Like, he can't, you know, he it, it, it can't be three on a match, you know what I mean? Like, it is yes. what it is, but he's also, like, self-aware that, like, oh, yeah, like, I, I can hear myself. I can hear, like, what this sounds like, but Tom's the one who's taking calls. He's the one who's not listening. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I do have a hint of what's going to happen with Sam and Tom, but I just need John to get justice. Justice for John. Yeah, justice for John. And yeah, I'll hold that thought, actually. I had, an, I had another thing to say, but it's, you know, it's coming up. 
So Michael and Julia are at this diner. Do you know where they are? Yes, so they they are on 9th Avenue at the Westway Diner, which is a real, you know, a a real staple. It's still there. Uh, I've been there. So I lived very close to the Westway Diner. This is where I was like, I could have been going to that Dwayne Reed across the street. That Dwayne Reed is now closed, but it was the grimiest, saddest Dwayne Reed in the world. And uh, and the Westway Diner, I don't think it's I don't think it's Mike's level. I think it's good, but I feel like it's um, it was never I was never compelled to go there when I lived in the neighborhood. But indeed, I lived like three blocks from the Westway Diner. Ah, oh, I love that. Yeah, and they're having uh, like coffee and pot, or no, I think it's tea. Julia was having tea, of course. Um, but I love that. I love a good like slice of pie and a hot beverage. Do you like uh, pie? Are you into? Oh. It? I, I, I went into another world thinking about pie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are we still recording an yes. episode? I'm thinking about pie. Um, yes. I, I mean, here's the thing. In this situation, I want to believe that it's like a chilly, rainy night. In this scenario, I'd probably opt for like a lattice-topped hot apple pie slice. Yeah. But like in another scenario, a key lime pie slice. Oh, my gosh. I, I think I was just talking to Jamie about pie the other day. Or was it Keon? It doesn't matter. But um, I think it was Jamie because she said her favorite is key lime. Oh, no, lemon meringue. And oh. then we talked about how lemon meringue is the only pie that has meringue on top of it. Maybe a coconut cream. Did coconut cream have it on there? Has it I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But that's a, that's a good point. Uh, key lime seems like it have meringue on it, but it don't. Yeah, it don't. Maybe it should. Um, I'm... I'm not opposed to a key lime. It might be one of the last things that I order, but I've also maybe not have had, you know, a key lime pie to change my life. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe. I, you know, it, it's something I came to later in life, and now it's like if I see it on the menu, I'm like, that's what I'm having. I love key lime pie. Oh, I love key lime pie. Um, well, what if, okay, so if you were at the Westway Diner and you had your pickings of the, of the pies, what would you choose? I mean, I I go towards like I like all fruit pies to be fair, but mm-hmm. I I feel like I'd go for like a like a pecan pie with like a scoop of vanilla icing if I'm being extra bad because oh we're yeah being bad today yeah um, let's be bad yeah and I but like honestly like I love a pumpkin pie I love like a like a sweet potato pie. Like the heavier oh, the better. Of course, now now yeah. those who've been with us for a while know that like around the holidays and you've been known for a cold slice of pumpkin pie the next morning. Don't even, don't even. It is so good. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. Pumpkin pie is probably to me what key lime is to you in the exact same of like, it's probably low on the list, but I maybe just haven't had a pumpkin pie that changed my life. Yeah. My mom makes a pumpkin pie cake. That is, it's not really a cake though, but it's, it's hard to describe. It has crunchies on it. Oh, it's so good. I yeah, feel like that crunchies. might be able to change your mind because Keon does not like pumpkin pie, but he will eat the pumpkin cake. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I would I would like to um uh I would like to see it as Monique says in that gif. I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Monique the actress or Monique yes. Hart? Okay. Yes, Monique the actress. It's like her on some talk show or something okay. and she's wearing like one of those like Valerie Cherish windbreaker jackets and she's turning and looking at someone and says, "I would like to see it." And it's just I... like this great reaction gif. I love that. <laughs> I like I'll send it to you after this. Yes, it's one please, of my please. favorites. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that's that's 
I love that. Um, so back to Pi. Julia does like the unthinkable here. I would smack her hand. She puts her finger in twice, I think, in like a pile of whipped cream on Michael's plates. But he's more than fine with it. He Like anything that Julia does, he's going to be like very smitten with. But I don't like this. It's not cute. Yeah, you know, I – this does bring up kind of like, boy, does Michael go from zero to 100 when it comes to Julia Houston. You know, like I feel like we are introduced to him like dedicated to his kid – doesn't have an objectively bad relationship with his wife. She's got some strange ideas about how to make money as an actor, but like she's very <laughs> supportive of him. And so like we're not given a setup that Michael has like a reason. Not that I, I don't know. Maybe you do need a reason. I mean, no, I'm not being I don't need to be inclusive. He's not right. being given a reason to stray from this perfect family. And then like here's old Julia Houston and her scarves and he like could give two shits about little Howie Swift or whatever his name is. <laughs> Archie or Artie. Artie was his Artie, name, yeah. Archie's cute too. Um yeah, I totally agree. It's like I think it's because his wife was so overly supportive that he's able to be like, oh, you know what, babe, I got to stay late for rehearsal. Julie and I are going over some lines and there's some rewrites because he spends the whole night with her. I mean, more on that later, I guess. But yeah, it really is a running thing with the couples on this show between Karen and Dev, Michael and Mrs. Swift, you know, Julia and Frank, like Tom and John, like I... Now, all of these relationships have problems, but I feel like it's it's Julia that's the problem. It's Michael that's the problem. It's Tom that's the problem. It's Karen that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not the other one. It's not because Dev's working too much or Frank's boring and in Santa Fe for a conference or, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Swift doesn't know that theater doesn't pay as much as TV. <laughs> you know, like, they're not the problem, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, and Tom is the worst. He is. Well, so. speaking of Tom and John... Yeah. John invites Tom up for a nightcap afterwards, and Tom says he's tired. At least go upstairs and have sex with this man. You owe him that. For the love of God, like, go be excited. get that, get that terrible haircut must up and go have sex with John. I feel like eventually the hair does get cut because I noticed it a lot more in this episode that his hair is wild. Yeah, Tom's it's, hair we're talking it's, about. Yeah, I mean, I had that haircut in seventh grade. I have the pictures to prove it. So <laughs> I had a solid wedge. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll I, I'll just say this. I am not, I think that as a gay man, I think that my job is to rewrite the script. And in my opinion, and in my experience, great sex followed by dinner is way better than a big dinner followed by sex. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like that's like I, the number one tip on Valentine's Day is to like have sex before you go out because when yeah. you come back, you might have had some wine. You're probably really full, and yeah. it's going to be ten thirty or you know whatever time you go. To and it's dinner. late, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, work up an appetite, get all those. In- I mean, I'm ready. Like, I could eat it. You know, I, I could eat a phone book. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's go to Pigali. You know, let's pig yeah. out at Pigali. <laughs> Get a, get the key lime pie. Yeah, get seven of them. What do I care? I just had great sex. 
but yeah, and, and John, I mean, agreed, agreed 100%. And I, I think maybe the best thing to come out of this conversation is that John does like call him out and just says like, so mm-hmm. are we ever not, are we not ever having sex? Like, are we just friends? Like, I feel like that seems really like a natural reaction to all of like the cold shoulder for lack of a better word that tom has given john yeah i mean i think it's and it, it kind of like puts it at all on the table it's like is this a thing that's moving towards sex or what do you want you know yeah and tom's like whoa hello whoa, whoa. well luckily you know yeah. ring 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 oh my god i i knew this was coming did you know this was coming no oh god well that walk us lead us into this all right, so Leo calls, and he's been arrested for impersonating a teenager. And uh, no, he's been arrested because he was at the park with Mason, and I keep wanting to say Mason and his vibrator, but it's Mason and his vaporizer, <laughs> yes. and they were smoking pot. Now, first of all, like, what if it was okay? I guess it was like a, it was like one of the, it was an old Pax, you know, where yep. I guess you could still maybe still smell it. It just seemed like. Maybe there was just this is kind of like the way sports are written on this show where like there is a limited understanding of how weed works because even like John says later like oh it's a battery operated bong and it's like no it's not it's not no it's not it's a little vaporizer and like whatever vaporizer Mason has that he can afford with his like pooled lunch money is probably nothing special but uh, yeah. indeed Leo is is arrested and. Um, the cut before the opening credits is is Tom turning to John, suddenly realizing, well, I may not want to fuck you, but I might need you uh, to get an old man out of jail and says, what kind of lawyer are you again? And mm-hmm. and we move to the opening credits. And uh, that's actually where we are going to be moving our, uh, our, you know, our our preview listeners, you know, uh, we always say on All Right Mary, we call them free skaters. And I'm realizing yeah, like we're not on All Right Mary. But we call them free skaters. You're free skaters. And now you're going to kind of go take a break and have a drink. And uh, we're going to continue this discussion uh, purely on Patreon. Uh, but if you want to join us to hear all about Leo's arrest and about uh, the party at the Intrepid, about the moments where the mo- where the show just turns into a full-on musical, um, <sighs> even if they're not performing a musical number. Yes. So, yeah, Karen singing to herself in the mirror. Derek oh. being terrible. Derek being awful. We haven't even talked about Derek's neck. All of that and more at patreon.com slash Pod. And you could have also gotten early access to this week's uh, Broad City episode, and we get early access to all the other main episodes. So, like, bonus, bonus. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. How good? How easy is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it. Uh... See ya. See you for our Patreon.